far too many female advisors have spent years adapting to a business model designed for men, which often undermines their strengths as women. Not anymore. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, a show designed to empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller-Heckman, founder of Femex Advisor, will inspire and empower women to leverage their natural strengths as women and create a more successful practice that feels effortless. Follow along for female-driven inspirational and motivational strategies to help you create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. Now, onto the show. Well, welcome everybody to Femex Advisor. I'm Adri Miller-Heckman, the founder of Femex Advisor, where women authentically embrace their authentic self. And there's never been a more authentic advisor than my guest today. She's a very successful financial advisor and is a dynamo. In her first job in the industry, this cracks me up, she was nicknamed the big ticket And it wasn't meant to be a compliment. Margaret Maripoa is a CFP with Integrity Wealth Advisors and is truly driven by her authentic self. So, Margaret, welcome to the call. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's start with the big ticket. Give them the background. (laughs) Tell them the story. Oh, yeah. Now I look back at it. It's kind of a funny story. But at the time, obviously, it was a... a horrible and painful experience. But at a young age of 23, I started my career in the financial industry. And so I got hired by an investment management firm. And I was asked to do trading on the trading desk on the fixed income and the equity trading desk. And I was, well, I was so excited to become a trader. And I also did other things, client services. I wore a lot of hats, but mainly it was the trading part. And while I was excited, I was, I realized, I soon realized I was the only woman on the trade desk, very high testosterone. And I found out, I actually found out I was nicknamed. I had a lot of nicknames, but one of them was big tickets because one of my trades, they, they just didn't take me seriously. I think that that's just part of the industry. And I actually didn't find out later on that when my caller ID popped up, that they would call me, oh, big ticket. Yeah, because my trades weren't big enough. And I soon realized this was a transaction-based business. You made commissions and it's all about the numbers. And this was not my thing. So what'd you do? At that time, it was... 2007, 2008. And so it was a tough time. And I just had to stay put as everybody was going through. And I was just grateful to to have my job and keep my job. And I just had to stay put and go through with it. And until I soon met female financial advisor. And that changed a lot. How did you meet her? How did you meet her? I met her. She was actually a solicitor advisor in one of our, in the investment management firm. And I met her and she was introduced to me. And I realized she was in the wealth management side and she introduced me with the business, that side of the business. And so I was excited to, to work with her. I can imagine in the in in your job and in your role and you're surrounded by 
men and testosterone, you probably just latched on to her, right? (laughs) Here's this woman who takes a more relationship approach to what she does. And it was like, oh, I can imagine you're just grabbing on. You know, it's interesting, Margaret, how many women advisors, and most of them are women that I've coached, started in the business on the trading floor. Mm -hmm. And not one had a positive experience. And the sad thing is, you get into the industry, you're good at math, you're smart, you're capable. And that first experience, as painful as it was, kind Mm -hmm. of shapes your future. Absolutely. I completely agree 100%. It, you know, in a way, I was kind of glad they were jerks to me because it made me a stronger person. Right. You almost want to thank you for being such a jerk. Yeah. Because it pushed me to a new place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so how long were you on the trading floor? So it was during the financial crisis. So really, I had to stay put. So it was like almost 10 years that I... Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost 10 years. And then I, I finally you know, made the move. I was recruited to work with this female financial advisor that was up in Ohio, And I... Never looked back. Never looked back. Yeah. Okay. So did your experience ever change in those 10 years on the trading floor? Did it get better or did you just survive? I think both. I think you just have to, you have to survive in the sense that you just have to keep up with the pace. And later on, I just told myself that I'm resilient and I am more resilient than I want, than I think I am. So I just went with it. And even though I knew I still had nicknames, I just did my job, make sure my trades were tight. I don't have trade errors. I just made sure that I did my job. You know, I know what you're talking about. When I was a financial advisor for the first time in my branch and I was in the bullpen surrounded, I was the only female advisor, especially in the rook as a rookie. And I had three kids at home and I was determined to do things my way, but I was just so busy. I would fly in in the morning, kept Mm -hmm. my head down, did my thing, Mm -hmm. blocked out all the rest. And I knew there was banter going on, Mm -hmm. but it didn't matter. My job was my responsibility. My focus was providing for my family. Yeah. And if they wanted to do that, go for it. Yeah. Right. So, so you met this woman and what did you notice about what she was doing? What was it that attracted you? So this woman is an amazing woman. She had a heart of a teacher. She still has a heart of a teacher. And it was all about the clients. It was all about the people, not even transaction-based. It was just getting to know your clients, building deep relationships, and looking at just the money will follow after. Once you build relationships with your clients and you get to know them and you address their needs and goals and all that good stuff. I think that's what attracted me to working with her and her amazing team, because they're all also all women 
And they're basically my tribe as well. Okay. So as a trader, were you given a salary? Yes. Okay. And now you're going to be a financial advisor. And I assume, did you have a training salary or anything? Yes. Okay. And now you're moving to this, but 10 years in the same place. Were you nervous? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because it's a big move. It's still taking a risk. In a way, I was nervous because I was making a shift from something that I obviously want to get out of, but it's still a shift. I was kind of moving away from family. I had to make a move away from where I grew up and where my main family is living and the city. And I had to move to closer to Ojai, which is different. To make this change, you didn't just change jobs. You changed lifestyle. You changed Mm -hmm. location. You changed Mm -hmm. all of these things, right? Isn't it funny how we as women are survivors and we learn to adapt to our environment. And it's not typically, Mm -hmm. it's not until something touches us that we're willing to move out of a not comfortable situation. In other words, we get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. For 10 years, I'm sure there were opportunities for you to move on, right? What? triggered and for you to move away from family and everything else and to move out of this comfort zone of being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. which is still tough. Yeah. What did you envision? What was it that drove you? It's funny you say that because I am a planner. I like to plan things. I like to make sure everything is kind of airtight. I analyze things. And so I knew in my heart of heart, in my gut, and everything inside me with it, this felt right. It felt right to make the move because I'm going to be learning from this wonderful mentor. And I was attracted to her approach to the business that I want that. And I know This may sound kind of silly, but I just let the universe take care of the rest. You know, I just went for it. And it was kind of like opposite of what I I usually do. I like to plan things out. And I just, you know, you have a lineup of things. Feeling control. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that the base plan was, okay, if I move there and learn from her and see how her approach to her business is, it's a great thing. I looked at the big picture and then I said, you know, whatever else comes along the way, a moving target. And you just pivot along the way. And whatever that is, just embrace that challenge. Yeah. So I just went for it. And it, mm-hmm. it's funny because when I interview women, I often hear it just felt right. Mm-hmm. We just had to do it. And it's like this little ball, right, enters your body and it's glowing, mm-hmm. and it's glowing, and it's not about you're looking at all the the structural things. You're looking at all the um, features and benefits and the pros and the cons. Mm-hmm. 
but there's something more powerful than that. Absolutely. And you're willing at that point to take a risk because you're trusting your feeling. You're trusting this feeling. So how has that worked out for you? So it eventually worked out. I, I, when I moved here, I went for, okay, let's do this. Let's, you know, work with the team. And it just slowly just worked out. And I now am happy um, where I'm at, where I live. I have my family living here and we have a great family of clients. It just, I couldn't really explain it, but it's interesting because I wanted to quantify in the beginning, right? You, yes. you make a move, whether it's moving to another job to another, whether it's personal, whatever challenge that is, you make a decision, you want to quantify it. But there are just some situations where you can't quantify it and you just have to, you know, work hard for it. And then the money will follow. The money will follow. And I yeah. love the fact that when you get this feeling and when you follow that feeling, all the details fall into place. Yeah. All the details fall in to place. We're not trying, we're no longer trying to control mm-hmm. every decision we make. You just know it's the right thing to do. Now you're focusing on women. Talk about that. Yes. So as you work, I'm going through the program and I just love um, that I'm able to have this different approach to business growth that really is authentic and embraces the unique strengths of women and female advisors. So, so that's so, a big shift, right? You went from yeah. the trading floor to this integrity wealth advisors, which speaks a lot in the name, in the title. Mm-hmm. You get comfortable there. And then that little ball, that little flame in you rises again. And yeah. you realize there's more to me. There's more to me. There's more to me. Yeah. And I could do more for women in my tribal market. Right. And you want to, of course, when, you know, the business comes in, you want to be able to help everybody, but there are just certain group of people that are in your tribe that makes more sense that you can do more for them. You can do more. I can do more for them. Yeah. And you're getting super clear on your ideal client who you are authentically, because you've really woven that into your compelling message. Mm -hmm. What does that feel like? I'm just so grateful. It feels so good, you know, to be able to really hone in on the clients that you want to work with and you want to serve, basically. But it's so real, right? And that's a big part of it. If you think about women, we are survivors and we learn to adapt. Mm -hmm. And we learn to adapt and get by just like you did on the trading floor. Yeah, It wasn't the ideal environment. It wasn't where you were supposed to be forever. Mm -hmm. And so you meet this woman, it's like, wow, that feels like home. 
Yeah. And then you move there. You give up a lot. You stop taking control. You go with your gut. And then you say, okay, now, wow, this feels good. Let's become even more authentic. And I know that you, it's exhilarating. It's liberating. Wouldn't you say? It is. Definitely. It just, at first you were like, well, you know, you kind of think about, is this the right thing to do? And it felt like the right thing to do because we always tend to overanalyze this. We're our worst critic. And I think once you hone in to a commitment to doing it, it's definitely liberating and fearless. It's fearless. I love that. It is. It's really exciting when you start to trust your instincts and it allows you to be fearless because you don't have to control everything. Yeah. And as with many of the women that I have coached who start out on the training trading desk or they were math, they were they're planners, they're plotters, they're organized, yeah. they're in control. All of a sudden, you start to incorporate your natural strengths as a woman, your natural intuitions. You start to value how you're feeling in these situations, because those are huge indicators Mm -hmm. as to where you need to be. But there was no space for them before. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a different shift and I am here for it. I love it. So, (laughs) So after all of this, if you could give the women that are listening to this one piece of advice that could really have a substantial impact, what would it be? What I would say is that, you know, everybody goes through challenges and difficulties, whether it's work, personal, we all go through that. And if you go through that situation and have to make a decision, just go for it. (laughs) Just go for it. Look at your... 20-year-old self when you were so fearless, right? Like I'm looking at my 20-year-old self, 23-year-old self, and I went into this trading floor and I went for it and take the risk and remind ourselves that we are all resilient more than we know. And I think that uh, that's the... We don't always know. You know, it sounds easy. Oh, you found your purpose. You found your purpose. No, this is a journey. Yeah. And you find it's almost like your purpose is piece has pieces of the pie and you find this piece and then you find this piece, but Mm -hmm. you must continue to search and not become complacent and stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you have to ask yourself, can I do this at this pace? And I Mm -hmm. say pace Because how we as women work is different than it's not just putting in the hours. Can I see myself doing this for the next 10 years? And if the answer is no, if the answer is anything other than surviving, you need to make a change. Yeah. And I knew when I met you, we knew something had to change, still not knowing what that is at that time. Right. But I knew something had to change, whether it was how I'm organizing my work schedule or how I just knew 
I had to do something. And here again, we can, couldn't quantify it, but we no. knew something had to be work, worked at. And as I'm going through this journey, I absolutely love it. I love all of the things I've been doing so far with you and the rest of the community. But, you know, isn't it funny, Margaret, that so many of the advisors, they start into our program and what, as they're, as we're peeling the onion back, the layers of all this toxic bullshit that we learn, sorry, <laughs> from the, from the yeah. industry that works mm-hmm. great for men, but not from us, right? Mm-hmm. As we peel it back, it almost creates at some point a little bit more confusion than clarity, because all of a sudden, who you were and who you are is is like conflicting. It's conflicting. And then we keep pushing your message. We keep pulling it back. And then all of a sudden, your true self reveals itself mm-hmm. in your message. Mm-hmm. But it does not happen in a linear format. It's not. And we were trained that way. We were, right? We were all trained to be, and it's a linear, I mean, we're all hardwired for that. And, you know, just making changes is hard, but I know that was a traditional model. And you almost have to retrain yourself to be, to give yourself space. Like I will share with the women, be patient, be patient. Even when you don't get it right, or it sounds horrible, that's progress. Yeah because it's helping to really uncover your true purpose. Well, Margaret, you have done a fabulous job. Integrity and being authentic, I know, is super important to you, and you're living it. So thank you for being on the call today. I love this. For those of you that are listening, and if you love these calls, share it, because we as women in the financial industry, we need to be a force to be reckoned with, and we will do that together. Thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor Podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.